You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's This Is How I Made It After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's This Is How I Made It After Show. Hey, welcome, Bingus for doing, and I just did. Uh, my name's Thomas. You done did it. <laughs> done did it, done over. I'm Kendra, yeah. <laughs> and? Ain't it a win it, not your McGinnis. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, welcome to This Is How I Made It, After Buzz Recap Show, Season 1, Episode 4. Um, wow, you know, I must say that this show is getting better each time I watch it. it like, is. I feel like they're the, the way they're editing and putting the entire season together, yeah. you can tell they're kind of getting their calling and, and really following through with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, it's like they're learning from each previous episode, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, you know, today's was pretty awesome. Like, Tyler Posey and uh, Meek, Meek Mills. Meek, Meek I can't even Mill. talk right now. They're all done, though. They're all in the can, right? It's not like they do one and then do another one, correct? I think, I think they're on the confident about that yeah they shoot them all way in advance Mm -hmm. and they're all in the can and i think they just they they save the best ones for last so that you get built and built and built and built right that's true and then they just and probably the editing too is coming more together you know it's pretty recent though because it it looked like that one when they when they when they had the scene with uh tyler posey he's on sunset wasn't that that was shot relatively soon right that's mentioned it was very recent Mm -hmm. um and then chris brown was post uh, the, the <laughs> tattoo, which tattoo kind of gave it away. Yeah, so it's all it's all pretty recent. Not not necessarily, you know, that far back. Right, but they don't they don't do a show and go. Oh, next week we're going to try and do it in a different program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There may be a couple, like maybe the the last couple that they haven't done yet. But I think you're right. They probably do have most of it. You know. Yeah. And, and it's pretty interesting. Like you know, Tyler Posey. You know, another Southern California native, born in Santa Monica, uh, grew up in Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. went to high school there. I mean. Pretty interesting, and he had a similar problem as Naya Rivera, yeah. Like being being typecast in the role because he's he's his mom's Hispanic and his dad is you know his dad's a mixture of backgrounds, and he always was typecast for that one role, and that was something he had to overcome, which he actually finally did. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing that he kind of said it wasn't in a negative way. I don't know if he was just kind of covering up for mm-hmm. his journey, but. Um, you know, he seemed to be okay with, with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made lots of money. He had a career before he was that Team Wolf anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most people are typecast, I think. You know, you look at any any great actors, I think, and most of them have a specific sort of stereotype that they play, whoever it is, and the it, Nero. Yeah, or it doesn't have to be ethnicity mm-hmm. yeah, related right, right. or anything. Yeah, right? I mean, and, and if you watch This Is How I Made It This Week show, he looks different in every damn picture. <laughs> like, he doesn't even look like the same person. Right. Good-looking guy, though, right? 
Yeah, definitely yeah. so. And he looks more like his dad the older he's he's grown. He's and when he was younger, right. he looked a lot like his mother. Mm-hmm. Like you could see the the facial resemblance with his mother. Yeah, There's Santa yeah. Clarita, which is where he grew up. That's his dad, and he looks a lot not identical, but a lot more like his dad. Yeah, than you can say that. If he was on Hot or Not, how many points out of a hundred would oh he get? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Who me? Yeah. <laughs> well, Thomas, uh, you can go next, mate. Out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. I have never even played that game. So just, just rank him out of a hundred. Oh my god, this is like pulling teeth. Oh gosh, I don't know. Oh boom! <laughs> Can we revisit? <laughs> Marissa, how many? How many? <laughs> See, she doesn't. I wouldn't know. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> he's 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 definitely in the nineties. I I would say ninety two. Well, ninety three. Wow. Ninety three. Definitely in the. Come on, nineties, easy, right? See, like right there, he it's doesn't look guy. anything like. He's it's, it's just changed so much. It's crazy. Yeah. But, um, but mean, yeah, he, he had a really interesting, just a really interesting story just growing up here. And he kind of grew up in the business. Like, mm-hmm. there's a picture of his dad, you know, with celebrities. And he's with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I, I guess that's kind of, his dad always pushed for him to work in the entertainment industry. Maybe not push. Maybe that's incorrect to say. Supported. But definitely supported yeah. him. And in his endeavors. And, de- and, in, and I think it shows, like, those words of encouragement definitely. Well, let me ask you this. If his dad hadn't been a working actor, do you think he'd have been su- as successful? It would have been a little, probably. More, I don't know. You I, know, go. You answer first. Oh, I was just gonna say I don't think he would have been interested in it. No, it, it seemed like he was more affected and inspired to do it because his dad was right. His dad was it. definitely yeah. a big inspiration, but yeah. I mean, plenty of people are inspired by other people. I think he. I think that he definitely. I think that he definitely. Apparently, I'm not close enough to my mic, so I'm gonna <laughs> fix that. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. but so no. I think that yeah. I think that's a very good point. He um. He probably would have been inspired to do it, but he would have. He may not have had that that coaching that his father right. would offer. Because right. in the end, it's all about being discovered, mm-hmm. and you have the same chance of being discovered. But that coaching and the environments his dad may have encouraged him to work in, I think, slowly pushed him. There was no way at six years old without his dad being an actor, he was going to, mm-hmm. you know, say bitch, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The, the, the yeah, he brought that up, having having problems with that. Yeah. Like you know, he he really didn't want. It was a really strong PSA. Um, Ty- Tyler was in a PSA about you know what like was it, for? it was it was about domestic it was abuse violence. between domestic violence yeah. oh. and basically he was with the, the 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 other actress and he was cussing her out like like because he dad learned it from his dad mm-hmm. it, well in the part not not oh. in real life but in that no no right. And, and for him to, to do that says a lot about his background and his parents, yeah. you know, definitely, you know, trying to encourage him to be very respectful. And <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize that was what it was about. That is really, really <laughs> strong. What other things might he have heard from his dad? Well, no, his dad's no. the one that told him to definitely. No, to in, in the PSA, you know what I mean? Instead of bitch. Oh, I mean, they were fighting. They were like throwing well, things. Yeah, it was the setup where the kids were mimicking what they Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Wait, you mean what else? Oh, well, I'm not going to go into it. Can't imagine, right? <laughs> Leave that alone. Yeah. Like that next week, tune in. Right. But, <laughs> but I think, I don't know, I feel like I didn't think he would have been, well, we won't know, but in some <laughs> parallel universe if he didn't want to be an actor. Because he seems so into, you know, wanting to be normal and having that, that phase high yeah. school. Yeah. What do you have, two right. years at high school, something like that? I think about two, because he said he wanted the high school experience, heard great things about, again, we're talking about Tyler, heard great things about high school, he wanted to be a part of that experience. Then he said it's drama, it's a bunch of BS, and mm-hmm. I think he clepped out of stuff and graduated. Yeah. So it, it sounded like. I and think then, what it was was he realized that like there were hundreds of girls in high school he could sleep with, and he wasn't going to sleep with them unless he went to high school. So he went to high school, slept with them all, got bored of it, and said, "Right now, back to acting." That could, that could be. That could definitely. That's clearly what happened. Terrible. That could be it. That could be it. He got whatever it was. He got tired of it, and he was ready right. to move on. And he said it was always career centered. Like that was something that was a big part of him, which shows a lot of the people that have made it. 
like they are very career centered people and they're willing to to, to give that extra mile right. again maybe his dad in this case pushed him but i think there's something within him that he's like i'm not gonna i'm, I'm gonna keep pushing i'm mm-hmm. gonna keep pushing so i mean yeah definitely uh very interesting like yeah grew up right here grew up in southern california if you had to guess how old is he now um, I don't twenty something, right? Twenty, yeah, 20 early something, 20s. early early twenties, early twenties. Yeah. If you had to guess how many girls he'd slept with by now, I, I'd rather give me not a number. Say it. Give me a number. I'd rather not say that. I don't Come know. on! What do you Why think? Does no one put themselves out there. I, I'm going to have to say every bit of three hundred. Every bit of three hundred. Me, interesting. I don't know. Tweet us. Let us know what you think. Deal breaker, Kendra. Deal breaker or not? You meet him. You get on oh well. You have gosh. a fantastic. You find out it's three hundred. Where's the change of topics? No, good. this is a great, fantastic topic. I think it's very interesting. Well, you know, speaking of topics and commenting on topics, we have a new thing called After Blogs that you can blog at After Buzz TV. Thank you very much. Um, Boardwalk Empire is one show, and um, there's a couple of others, but you can definitely go on. And if if you're like definitely more intrigued about conversations that necessarily we bring up or other hosts, okay. you can go. On AfterBuzz TV, you know, backslash AfterBlogs, and you know, there's definitely commentators and they're updating things because, right. again, mm-hmm. we are super fans of all of the shows here at AfterBuzz TV because you guys are as well. And we're mm-hmm. definitely, if you guys have anything you want to share, please share it with us. You know, you can tweet me at Thomas Guide. I'm at Kendra Cavasel. And you and tweet and what is your and what is your Twitter handle? At McGinnis Nigel. At McGinnis Nigel. Yeah, so definitely like this is something new because we're definitely a new media platform and we want to get you guys as involved as possible because we're in it for you guys as well. I mean, you know. But let us know. Like if you want to stop me talking about sex, tell me that. If you want to hear more of it and make these people squirm, yes, you could tweet. Yeah, only tweet him. (laughs) (laughs) Or text. I wish we had that text number, we could totally do it. But I mean I definitely definitely think like um, you know, then we go over to, to Meek Mills, and like his his upbringing was like completely different. Mm-hmm. He never had the chance for his father to encourage to him to go. It was, I mean, it's a really sad story. His father was gunned down in South Philadelphia. You know, I think when he was like six years old or younger. Mm-hmm. And so he, 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 you know, he knew his father for a very limited amount of time, and they never even found the murderer. I yeah. mean, that's a really hard thing for a child to grow up. So in a way, he had to be the man of the house. Like, I'm sure his mother did as much as she could, mm-hmm. but he definitely had to step into some shoes to kind of help out because mm-hmm. the other parent wasn't there. Which, sadly, is the story of many people, you know, well, that's what, up in difficult neighborhoods, it, yeah. Exa- exactly. Do you think when they have these two people on here now, and I just thought about this now, that the reason they have them on at the same time is because they contrast each other obviously one was very inspired by his father who was there his whole life and the other one didn't have it do you think that's why they're setting it up like that maybe I think they did to kind of show both just to show like more of an encouragement and then more of the adversity just to kind of show like I mean so completely different and just the way they're interviewed we were talking about this earlier Kendra right Mm -hmm. before we before we got on their backgrounds were interviewed his looks like a barn almost or maybe like a soundstage yeah kind of like a production-y or maybe a rural atmosphere maybe I'm stripped down kind of right you get that and then and um, Meek, I mean, he was interviewed, you know, in a, in a it looked like, like a jail cell setup. The hallway of a jail cell, yeah. And Meek went to, he, you know, he, he said he got arrested because mm-hmm. he, he got caught with a gun. But he said in South Philly, you know, his reasoning, and I'm not necessarily saying this is the best thing to do, but his reasoning was like, you know, you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was definitely scary times when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting, like you brought this up because it... I think they did set it up on purpose to kind of show two contrasts mm-hmm. and just the way they interviewed and set those up. And that's probably on purpose too to to kind of evoke these emotions in the in mm-hmm. the interview so it's not just like a regular Yeah, just green like a green screen. screen, yeah. Yeah, I think being in the jail he kind of probably felt more you know 
and it, and it didn't make sense at first. And then when he started talking about his background, it was like, oh, well, now this makes sense. And yeah. it kind of made you identify or made me identify with him. What, what's your thoughts, Nigel? Yeah, I mean, I didn't identify him because I never like been arrested or shot anybody or, or, or rapped with anybody. But, um, you know, I think like you said, I think it inspires them. It puts them in the situation where they maybe speak more honestly from from where they are. I thought the episode was very... Um, I don't want to say necessarily inspiring, but there were a couple of moments where I went, oh, that, I, I learned something, where, where I took something out of it. A lot of times when I've watched this show in the past, sometimes I go, ah, it's kind of superficial, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I, I had a dream, and I worked really hard, and I believed in myself, and I made it. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple of times today, that the one thing that really got me with Tyler was when he talked about getting only one out of every 3,000 auditions that he goes to. And mm-hmm. I've just started going to auditions now. Um, you just went on one too, like, talk, talk about oh, that. Oh, rotten. Absolutely rotten, terrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise I was a bad actor. <laughs> Honestly, I, I used to be a wrestler. Well, I suppose that's a giveaway, isn't it? Right? Nothing. Uh, wrestling is bad acting, but um, I, I did quite well at that. I thought, you know, but but acting being something categorically different than who you mm-hmm. are. For example, like you know, if, if if you wanted to play a misogynist or something like that, and you genuinely mm-hmm. didn't weren't a misogynist, far more difficult than if you you know were a Christian and had to play a Christian mm-hmm. so I mean it's just it's very very different And I, but I think that that was a great advice to just understand that you, it's just a numbers game you've got to keep going you've got to keep going mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. going you know and, and that's uh, something I took out of it uh, and then from Meek Mill um, God, what was it um, I think it was it was something about just uh, just what did you mention about the 20 bodies outside in Philadelphia mm-hmm. in South Philly in one day that you saw mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that's that's kind of and you talked about the gun as well it's very easy for us I don't know about you guys I came from a very middle class safe secure upbringing you know mm-hmm. so I had a very good place mm-hmm. to pursue my dreams from and I can't imagine what it must have been like to literally be worried about your life every time you stepped out outside mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, well I grew up in a middle class uh, community but I lived I grew up on the border of Texas and Mexico so you oh, always yeah. could see poverty firsthand and I mean yeah there's definitely things that my sister and I you know we, we would see sometimes we're like wow we can't believe we just saw that is there a lot of gang violence there? Um, now that now it's like really dangerous really? in Mexico not necessarily in Texas but um, yeah. but yeah I mean it's it's you know it's, it's definitely going through a really not so great phase but I think seeing that does make you um, it Again, I didn't live in the, in a neighborhood with that, so I think it's different living in a neighborhood versus like like we would go across and you know go hang out to the market and stuff like that. So you could always leave and go home. So it's very different than like living in that day in and yeah. day out. But I think just see that's a very good point. Just seeing that it it kind of does touch because it's like wow I there was things you know growing up you would see like wow that's pretty crazy mm-hmm. that you know where we lived we saw because we're so close to a different country and it's two extremes wealthy and, and poverty. This guy lived in it. You know, Meek actually had to live in that and survive. He had to, he had to survive, and he kind of is a survivor in a way. And he admitted he made his mistakes. Like he definitely did. But he. How does it make you feel as an American, and, and arguably as a not of the upper class, but you certainly had a very mm-hmm. safe and secure upbringing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When, when you see stuff like that, do you feel like? Wow, this is kind of unfair. Like I think it's tremendously unfair that someone should should spend the majority of their life and lose their father when they're seven years old, right? No, definitely. I mean, it's. Um, but do you feel like something needs to change? This is categorically wrong, or do you just go, "Well, that's just the way it is"? How do you feel? I think it definitely needs to change. I mean, I, in my opinion, yeah, I do think things definitely need to change. Well, here we are with Obama, right mm-hmm. now back in. Um, True. Did you vote? I did vote. I voted after T-Bow. Like, I actually voted, like, um, shoot, probably like a couple weeks before the election. The thing I find, and now you're from Canada, right? Yeah, but I voted. I'm a dual citizen. Oh, you are? Yay, right? congrats. <laughs> right. Did you vote too? 
Can you I'm, vote? I know. I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm no not, high five. I'm not allowed. No, no, I'm, I'm not allowed. But, but, um, but he put a piece of paper in there. <laughs> <laughs> but it amazes me because in England, you know, we talk about politics a lot. We talk about um, religion a lot. It's very easy to have that sort of mm-hmm. discussion. But before the show today, we were talking about, you were saying how you should just be, keep it to yourself. And I think that it's, it's really a, a, um, a lightning rod. Um, in America mm-hmm. religion and politics oh very like for me to ask you who you voted for I don't know if I would say exactly I, I, that is absurd I, 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 no I the only reason that. I wouldn't say is because it starts I don't feel this is a platform for me to express that oh, right. but one I want because to me my political belief is my personal political belief which is very different we're totally getting off topic but um, <laughs> but yeah but so anyway but like I would say it's just something that you know, is something very personal. And but to get back to the initial question, you know, about like you know the situation Meek Meek Mills grew up in. Yeah, I do think there does think there does need to be things that change. And like, I hope definitely things do start improving because it is it is sad when someone grows up in a neighborhood where their father's gunned down and they see twenty bodies. Like that is really sad. And then you know you go four miles away and it's completely different. And and I and I do think like that's a positive thing about this is how I made it mm-hmm. in the sense like we saw this guy who made it out of there mm-hmm. and and it wasn't easy and he admitted to making plenty of mistakes. He really did. He you know he was very forthcoming on some. You know I'm sure some things were left out, but he was very forthcoming yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And um, just when you look at Meek, like wow, just like. You know, he even said rapping. He cried when he lost his first mm-hmm. like rap off. Did you did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, it I did. Showed so. he was you know a normal. Wasn't there so much boy. aggression? Did you see those when mm-hmm. they were like everyone was like, like I, didn't, I didn't feel that actually. You didn't? No, no I, I didn't. Oh it was just ra- it was just, ra- it's just, it's it's just, just like a face off. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't, you didn't you just feel any aggression there. No, really. No, I. It's it's understood that it's just it's an MC battle and you leave it there. Can you rap normally? Do I? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Really? <laughs> give us a oh, rap. Give us. Come yeah. on. I'm playing. I'm you guys, playing. rap off, rap no, off, rap off. No, I can't. Rap <laughs> battle. Come on. I'm kidding, but if I put my mind to it. Um, I'm just saying, I, I didn't see 18, any yeah. aggression there. Not yeah. at all. I, I honestly just got. I, that's exactly what I was like. It was kind of like a little face off, like rap off, like because if you're gonna if if you're gonna if you're gonna go and rap and like try to li, li, you know the term like you're gonna school somebody, mm-hmm. you need to be about it and you need to like have that mindset right. because if you're just gonna be like yeah whatever, then you're not gonna bring your A game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's uh, a performance. Muhammad Ali used to do. It's like a, it's a psychological. No, 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 no. Very really? different. Very different. Know. Very it's, different. It's the same confidence you have to bring into it's not well in that scene I didn't think it was aggressive it was more like playing with the opponent's mind so that they're going to fail because you want to make them weak you got it you got it you see what this is what you you, tell tell me if I'm wrong but but you know right there it's like you're sizing up your opponent and you're finding their weaknesses and so as you're going as as you're rapping you're watching them and if you see you hit something that next round you're going to go back and you're just going to start yeah it gives you confidence to come up with better lyrics the next you know it's and they have to think on their feet which is really difficult like if you if you ever have you ever have you ever rapped or like saying like just kind of like on your feet like sorry yeah it's, it's <laughs> no, oh, that's it's, his answer yeah for it, the people who can't hear he's grimacing it that is <laughs> not a grimace <laughs> where did you go to school shame on you you're not a canadian that's grimace a, you know that's I mean. a grimace well that's what you were doing <laughs> i was not but yeah i mean I, I was really impressed with that it's just like you know he cried and he went back and he's like i gotta work harder i really gotta get and like rick ross mm-hmm. was a big motivation to him and like you know he mentioned how like he saw he saw the man work and he's like he's a rich man and if he i forgot the exact quote but he's like if, oh. if a rich man is gonna work that hard a poor man's gonna work harder you know and yeah. he just 
But again, growing up in that in that poverty and then mm-hmm. seeing the wealth, he's like, if I'm going to be up here, I got to work up here. Well, and see that, yeah, and that's interesting. It's because of where he comes from. I think that's mm-hmm. his perspective. I would have wanted the interviewers to also ask him how he feels about the whole process because I feel what like it was more just about money and you know black and white not Mm -hmm. not like i'm doing this for the passion i want to you know excel at my craft or anything it was just kind of like oh well a rich man is still Mm. working that's a very very good point really interesting like how big a part that is i think that's what he thought that was i think maybe in his mind like that was his ticket to out of that to be honest with you maybe he's like if i can do this money i understand it because of where he came from but i also want to know that now he's feeling like no i'm doing it for the passion because he said if a rich man is still working like Very hey, good. I have to still work like you know a lot of people think once you get the money okay I'm going to just sit back and and just spend it about, yeah right well, well let me ask you mm-hmm. if if he could have got all that fame and repped and, and inspired all those people but made made eight bucks an hour to do it you think he'd have done it you think he'd been as inspired? If he could, I, I think if he put food, I think I, I. I mean, I can't speak for him. I mean, go ahead and tweet us, you know, and Meek. But like, <laughs> but if Sorry. you, if I'm being serious, like, but if you, no, I know. If, like, I, I honestly would. I would say yeah, like to put to put food on the table because he even said he's like when I when I started rapping and making the money, he probably wasn't making very much at the beginning. Just like anything, when you mm-hmm. start out, like he realized he was a target mm-hmm. because he was playing money and other people started noticing his neighborhood. And he said in South Philly, when you have money and others don't, you're a target and people come after you. So. Mm-hmm. That was a completely different like answer to a question, but I would answer you yes based on what he said there. Mm-hmm. He would have done it if it, if it would have brought some money in, to be honest with you, because it was it, it, he in his way was using a skill or a talent that that he has. Mm-hmm. It was able to bring some money in. Right. Um, and it's then not the a answer, question of money is a question of how much money. You know? I think he would have done it even if it was for a little bit. I you know. He was also for a, a kid though while, too. But yeah. I think his eyes were on the prize of like mm-hmm. Rick Ross money or Jay Z money. You know. Speaking of. Can you pull up, Marissa? I'm a boss. Awesome. We're gonna we're going to get that for <laughs> you guys. You with Rick Ross. <laughs> you know, do what I can. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know any other thoughts. What do you guys? Woo! I don't know if you guys can hear that right now. This is I'm a boss. Woo! This is like one of his one of his big. This is yeah, biggest song. Yeah, because when I heard it, I was like, oh, I know. I just didn't know him by name mm-hmm. before we saw the show. Um, but it's inspiring because when a, an established artist comes back into you know some small little neighborhood in Philly to help him you know help him out, that's huge for an artist coming up. Well, what did you think too when he talked about the music video? He said it was amazing to be in South Philly shooting the streets I grew up in, the neighborhood I grew up in, and you and he's like, and this this makes a lot of sense. A lot of times, you know. Like he mentioned rap videos, like are shot in neighborhood you grow up in, and it's all your. Thank you very much, Marissa. And um, it's all people you grow up around. And mm-hmm. he said it was pretty neat to be able to bring that like full circle. Yeah, that full circle and that inspiration, and it kind of tells people, hey, there's hope. Mm-hmm. Like, I, did you did you pick up on that, you guys? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love that too. I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, like, people get inspiration from 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 where they find it. I suppose you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be able to go back there from where you started from. But it's, I just, I, I, again, I, I still have that feeling that, that when you watch this, you've got so many people around the world and around the country now watching this going, oh, I can do this, I can do this. And for every one of those Meek Mills, he came up with probably three or four people who haven't made it. Who Which he said. He did say 1%. 
one percent of Philadelphia, you know, make it out, make it out. And he's like, and I'm happy to be one of the one percent. And I was wondering what happened to Dunn did it. He Dunn did it. Dunn over. That's his inspiration, as he said. He doesn't even think Dunn did it knew that. Mm -hmm. If Dunn did it is out there, have him tweet us because I'd like to know. You know, I'd like to know what he's doing for him to inspire someone who's actually, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of in the eye. Right. Are you wearing knuckle dusters? What is that on your hand? It seems like a, a mini, mini, a, mini knuckle dusters. It's a ring. It is. It's on two fingers, though. Yeah, it's a two-finger ring. Not that we're. <laughs> I know we're getting off topic. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, any other thought? I'm trying to think. Like, I, I, I definitely like we said earlier. Like, I definitely like this week's episode, and mm-hmm. I definitely think. Um, Maybe it's just you know being a fan of the show. The more you watch it, the more you get into it, and the more you kind of, tr- you, you, you you you. What I love about it is it shows people and what they've done and what MTV's done. If if they've put two artists, you know whether it be music, whether it be um, you know actors or actresses, two completely different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and I love how they pair them up in each episode. Mm-hmm. And and for me as a viewer, like. I love to be able to find some aspect out of their life to be like, I kind of understand that. Mm -hmm. And it shows that, you know, living in completely different parts of the country that I'm like, you overcame that. That's pretty interesting. So it's like, there's a chance that I can overcome that. Mm -hmm. There's a chance that, you know, a friend of mine that, you know, that, that dances, they can overcome Mm -hmm. that. That doesn't necessarily mean there will, but it gives you that hope. And I think, and and that's one thing I love about this show. Yeah. It gives you that little push. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the demographic that's watching is what, what age group? Probably. Well, it's, it's MTV, so it's going to be probably what, like tw- eight to eight, 18? twelve to oh, twenty-four. Really? Is what I would guess. That's yeah, it's pretty. That's big what I'm assuming. Yeah, that's a private. It, yeah. it's probably yeah. like early twenties to yeah. I'd say to twelve. I would say probably fifteen, but it, it reaches down to probably twelve, thirteen. Hmm. Okay. Anything that's a good inspiration, you know, makes mm-hmm. people want to like try hard and not shoot people and do drugs is a good thing, right? No, totally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a good contrast to some of the other shows that are. Out there for right. Do you see like like Jersey Shore? Is that is that? Do you think that has a negative effect on kids? I don't watch it, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't watch Jersey Shore either. I've I've seen it a couple times, but it's um yeah. You know, I look at it as entertainment value, but but yeah. I don't know. Do you have any comments, Marissa? Anything about you know? Do you watch Jersey Shore? I do not watch Jersey Shore. What about this week's guest on uh, This Is How I Made It? What are your comments on? Um, I. Uh, I, I haven't watched. I don't really know any of these characters, but um, it looks like Tyler Posey. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Realized he was the kid in Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. And, oh, really? And also in Teen Team yeah, Wolf. That's what mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So. What did you think? Well, he, I, if you get a chance, check it out. Like he even said, it was pretty neat when he saw us for, when he got the call mm-hmm. that his billboard was up. Like he actually went. He took his mom and one of his best friends, yeah. or his best friend, and they went to go. And there's a picture of him taking a picture of it. Mm-hmm. That was pretty neat. It shows just how cool. humble he was and. I wondered that if you know you see billboards around like does Jennifer Aniston still do that does like do established no maybe maybe in like Paris if they see themselves case by they case, must I bet. still have some sort of like feeling of maybe it's a sign of relief yeah. like I'm still out there <laughs> like, I'm still relevant <laughs> it's more of that like that's good it's still up there right Possibly. Once, once you've got to that level then maybe then you're constantly trying to, to stay there and that's right. one thing too like um, for those of you that don't live in the Los Angeles area this is and I don't know if it's like this you know where you grew up or, or in Canada but it was very interesting moving here like what five six years ago and noticing billboards for movies for actors and actresses everywhere because this is entertainment capital of the world it's very in most cities you'll, you'll maybe see a billboard for a movie or mm-hmm. you know, maybe once a year a couple times a year it's very rare mm-hmm. but here you see them everywhere and so it's very interesting to be a part of that whole mix and just just visually being able to see that yeah. and, and that's what I like that he actually it like resonated he with him that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 
But yeah, I mean, anything else you guys want to... No? Sorry. Oh, was Marissa finished? Are they coming? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that does it this week, you know, for This Is How I Made It. You know, my name's Thomas. You can play with my Twitter or Twidazzle me at ThomasGuide, T-O-M-A-S-G-U-I-D-E. At Kendra Cabasel, K-E-N-D-R-A-K-A-B-A-S-E-L-E. At McGinnis Nigel, and I'll have a documentary coming out very soon. So, oh, yeah, tell us about it real fast. Stay tuned. Um, my retirement tour from professional wrestling, last McGinnis. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, we'll talk more about it. Got it. Don't forget to check us out at AfterBuzzTV.com. Please download us. Download us. Um, just on be sure to check. Yeah, on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check it out. And also, AfterBlogs. AfterBuzzTV.com backslash AfterBlogs. Thank you guys so much. And ladies, too. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Oh, yeah. Buzz you later. Happy birthday, birthday, Phil. Phil. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 